Hi, everybody. Welcome to Playdate. That over there is my friend Allie. Yeah, and this is my friend Dash to my right. Yeah, so we're going to have some fun playing some games with you. That's right. So this is a brand new game. I got it last year, and I have not played it yet. I just took everything out of the wrapper. Yeah, this should be fun. Yeah, I love uh, uh, brand new games. It's got a nice smell to yeah, it. Yeah, the cards are crispy. Yeah. It's great. So this is a game called I Descent, a game of supreme opinions. That was the cards. Yeah. So we're not going to play the actual full game because it requires three people. But what we're going to do is we're going to take some of these topic cards um, and we're going to grab an opinion card. Right. And uh, we're going to take opposite sides of this argument. <laughs> and then. Right. So the uh, opinion cards are going to either be for or against and whatever right, we agree draw. Right. Agree or disagree. Right. It's almost one, like debate club. Yeah. Right. Like one of us is going to be against. One of us is going to be for. And uh, which one does which is going to be based on what card we draw. Yeah, so it should be um, interesting. Yeah, these are going to be some interesting arguments. And uh, just want to be clear that uh, just because we argue against or for something doesn't mean we, the person, are against or for something. It is just our job to defend that position. Correct, yeah. Okay, because right. I may, you know, we may get a, a card for somebody who we don't necessarily like and need to defend that person. But, you know, it's just our job. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just covered this, my bases. This podcast may not uh, right. <laughs> express our actual personal opinion. You know, I also want to make sure that uh, nobody who's on these cards gets offended, right? Like, if it, if it asks you... What, they're topic cards, Right, though. they're topic cards. But I want to make sure that if it says, like, oh, you know, let something crazy, like, oh, the Red Power Ranger was the best Power Ranger, right? Like, I don't want any Green Power Ranger fans to be like, oh, they hate the Red Ranger. We don't. It's just... We are an equal opportunity Power equal... Ranger... <laughs> podcast i mean if there's one thing we agree on it yeah. is all power rangers are equally right. powerful sure and able to range i'm still a little iffy on the naming convention for the white power ranger um yeah that's a problem that was a problem yeah but um we didn't see it back then so that's where we are now uh so here we are the argument is it's still okay to wear cargo shorts. Okay, great. So, and so you, I drew the cards, so you draw the opinion. Okay, so and let's see where we are. I, I got agree. So you have to agree that I it's do. still okay to wear cargo shorts. So it is still okay to wear cargo shorts, uh, for the following reasons. Mm -hmm. One, um, they are khaki, which means they match with any top you want to put them with, mm. right? Um. You don't have to worry if you're packing them in a suitcase. You don't have to worry about what tops you're bringing. You don't really have to worry about a color scheme. Any old top. Tropical top. Polo shirt. Toss it in there. Doesn't matter. Um, they're also very utilitarian. People need to carry a lot of things. You make a good point with that. Yeah. And so I carry a purse. Hmm. Um, and I'm a diabetic person. And because of that, I have to carry a lot of items with me i carry snacks with me at all times mm. i carry my glucometer with me at all times i carry um backup plans if some of my um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. attachments <laughs> go awry so i think about male diabetics sometimes mm. okay. and i think how are they carrying all of these things that a diabetic person needs to carry around all the time and i think cargo shorts are the way that they do it and honestly listen Type 2 diabetes dudes, I see you. I see you in your cargo shorts, and I respect you. All right. Okay. Cool. So, counterpoint, since you got to agree, I have to disagree with the cargo shorts thing. Yeah. Um, but I do wear them sometimes. They're very flattering for a big person like myself. Um, 
But uh, yeah, cargo shorts. Uh, I think that we have to understand that uh, we live in a society that is created by other people. And uh, that society kind of comes to a general agreement about things, right? So if the society says that murder is wrong, then when you commit murder, you are sent to prison and removed from society. Uh, if society says that stealing cable is okay as long as no one finds out, then everybody just kind of does it and doesn't get arrested for it, which we all know is illegal, but people do it anyway, right? I think all of society has agreed that cargo shorts are out of style and there are other methods to carry stuff that isn't in two giant pockets on your legs. And society is right because that's what society agreed upon. So, uh, yeah, cargo shirts are not okay. I, I would argue that the people who are dictating our fashion are not in touch mm. with what normal human beings want to put on their bodies. I've seen some, like, high fashion shows. Mm-hmm. And while some of it is beautiful, right. I think that seems complicated for me to just go to work. Sure. Yes. Right? Yeah. Giant it seems, balloon it's dress. It's too much. Yeah. Right. It's too much just to wear to a day in the office. <laughs> right. And on top of that, right. it costs thousands of dollars. Yes. You can get a nice pair of cargo shorts at Old Navy for like 25 to 30 bucks. Wow. You're overpaying for cargo shorts. I mean, these I'm talking <laughs> brand new, nice cargo shorts I, look I'm, right I'm, not on sale so i just feel like you know if you want to wear cargo shorts because mm. you have things to carry because they flatter you cargo if you will because you like a knee length short <laughs> because you find other shorts just too short right but capri pants too long sure wear a pair of cargo shorts enjoy it i'm not gonna judge you mm. But you're not going to wear the cargo shorts every time, all of the time, right? But you still have stuff that you need to carry. So what do you do in the situations where you don't have the cargo shorts? You'd have to carry some sort of uh, merce or bag or book bag to carry all your stuff that you would normally carry in the cargo shorts. And if you're going to do that when you're not wearing cargo shorts, then why not just issue the cargo shorts all together and just have the bag with you at all times. Because it's easier well, to change think, outfits with a bag than it is to change I outfits with cargo shorts. I think you're assuming that only men are wearing cargo shorts, but I think there are people who are carrying purses and also wearing cargo shorts. That's a lot of stuff. It's a lot. Listen. Purse and cargo shorts? Maybe you want, maybe you have a little notebook where you like to write down observations about the world and you like to keep that in your cargo shorts pocket. Mm -hmm. Maybe you enjoy birds and you want to just keep a log of the birds that you saw throughout the day. Maybe you need to fix something. Sure. And you just toss a little Swiss Army knife or a full-on screwdriver in your pocket. I don't know. I don't know what people's needs are, but I do know <laughs> that a pair of cargo shorts will allow you to meet those needs. That's what I know. All right. Well, I think we spend enough time on the cargo shorts situation. Great. So uh, I, let's see. Who do you agree with? 
Uh, drop it down in the comments. Yeah. Is it still okay to wear cargo shorts? Is it still okay Who to wear cargo you? shorts? Is Allie right and it is still okay? Or is Dash right and it's not okay? And uh, All right. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to pick a topic now. This topic is cereal with milk is a soup. Oh, I've had this. I've had this discussion before. Yeah, I'm sure some of you have had yeah, this discussion. Right. So let me see what side of the argument we're on. Disagree. Okay, great. I'm going to disagree. So I will agree. <laughs> you have to agree that cereal with milk is a soup. <laughs> so uh, my stance on it is this: uh, in order to define whether or not cereal with milk is a soup, we need to define what a soup is. Right. Mm -hmm. So a soup is uh, some sort of mixture of water or a liquid because so you can use cream, right? Uh, you can. You can cream use cream. Cream. Sure. You have cream-based or water-based soup. Uh, broth. Soups. Most, broth. Most soups broth. Use broth. Broth. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then it's mixed in with other ingredients to make a soup. Uh, and one would argue that it would have to be hot to be a soup. Um, but then there's also cold soups like gazpacho. Right, had some for dinner yesterday. You had some spotch for dinner. Yeah, little spotch. Little spotch. Yeah. Okay. It was delicious too. And uh, so, I, I don't know. I would just argue that when I think of soup, right, mm -hmm. there's more that goes into the preparation of a soup than just a wheat-based product inside of a liquid-based product, and and that to me is what cereal is. Because cereal is a a wheat or corn or flour based substance in a bowl of liquidy milk. That's what cereal is. As opposed to unliquidy milk. Unliquidy milk, yeah. Uh, solid milk, condensed milk, yeah. Uh, you've never had solid just milk before. Up, just What's wrong? <laughs> Cheerios on top of some cottage. Somebody cheese. grew up on a different side of the Sickening. tracks than I did. Nobody had the government milk like. <laughs> But <laughs> the, uh, my point, like you can take cereal directly out of the box, right? Mm -hmm. And eat it. You can't really do that with some of the ingredients that are in soup. You're not right. going to take noodles directly out of the box and munch on them. Right. So <laughs> I will, I will say this. I was talking about, I, I do have a deep and abiding love for cereal. Mm. Um, I, I am an equal opportunity cereal trier. Mm -hmm. um, but my favorite cereals tend to be not like the sugary ones. Sure. I like, a, you know, I like a nice Cheerio. I like a honey nut Cheerio. Mm. Um, I like a nice kick. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a nice corn pop. Sure. Um, we're not sponsored by cereals, but. Um, right. We were on a podcast once we where were. we had to try cereals we at the end. Cereals. Yeah. I tried the Bootylicious. Booty. Booty, bootios. I tried the bootios cereal by the New Day. I tried. Um, it's like a Harley, Wonder Woman. Harley Quinn. You had the Harley cereal. Quinn. One. Yeah. Which you didn't know there was a Harley Quinn cereal. There is, mm -hmm. and there was a prize inside. Um, okay, so I I do have a deep and abiding love for cereal, and I will say that cereal with milk is the worst way to eat cereal. <laughs> Literally any other way you can eat cereal is best. Mm. Um, because as with the soup, the elements sitting inside the liquid base mm -hmm. 
take in that liquid base, mm. right? And, yeah. and take on the flavors. And the flavors all tend to meld together. Sure. Which happens when one eats cereal, right? Mm. You see the chocolate coming off from the cocoa puffs. Right. Now you've got chocolatey milk and you've got milky cocoa puffs, mm-hmm. right? So all of these flavors are like blending together. Right. Um, in addition to that, we do have many cream-based soups. And cream and milk are very close cousins. Mm, they mm. hold hands. They're friends with each other. Mm. Um, and I've actually made many soups where I just put milk in the soup. Really? Okay. Yes. It's, uh, it's delicious. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. if you're making like a cream of chicken soup. You right. Would... Right. So if we're just going to put elements in something from which one can make a soup, um, why why would cereal not be a soup? In addition, what if one puts several cereals mm. into the milk? Now we have something more soup-like, right? We've got maybe a marshmallow. We've got maybe a cocoa puff. <laughs> maybe We've some sliced loop. up bananas. We've right. got a loop, a right. fruit loop. Maybe, yeah, maybe you're going buck wild. Maybe you're putting some raspberries or some oh, almonds wow. up in there. Maybe you've got a little banana action happening. Mm. Uh, maybe you like to put uh, on a cornflake. Maybe you like to put a little sugar on top. Now we're adding elements. Sure. Right? As one would in a soup. Mm-hmm. Therefore, cereal with milk, while it is the worst way to eat cereal, is a soup. Now, let me ask you a, a question here. Because mm-hmm. you said you had gazpacho uh, yesterday. I did. Um, did you cook it and then chill it? Or is it made cold? You, you, there's no cooking involved. There's no cooking. How do you make gazpacho? I grabbed tomatoes mm-hmm. and cucumber and a green bell pepper and okay. half of a uh, red onion and three cloves of garlic. Mm-hmm. And I put it in a food processor with a little olive oil. Um, and then, and this is the part I didn't know, you take a piece of bread and you either let it soak into the gazpacho or you like wet the bread. Mm-hmm. And then you blend that up in there as well. And then you chill it after that. Okay. Yeah, no cooking involved. All right. But there is some sort of preparation process. Basically a a much less chunky salsa. Yeah, got you. Yeah. Okay. All right. And that's one you would consider gazpacho soup. Or does it fall into its own category of gazpacho is gazpacho? I don't know. What do y'all think? I I feel like gazpacho is a salsa. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a like a soupy salsa. Yeah. Or a salsa y soup. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess it's up to you guys. Go ahead and, and leave these us some comments and existential deep... questions. What is soup? Yeah, what is soup? What consider soup? I believe that for it to be soup, there needs to be some sort of cooking and preparation involved. Mm. Um, whereas with cereal or something like gazpacho, there is no cooking. So I wouldn't classify either one of those as soup. Right? Like would you French onion dip. Would you consider that a soup? No, it's a it's a dip. Because it's thick. Right. It's not a. It's a dip. It's sure. Not a soup. But I mean, well, I guess it depends on how much of what cream you put in it. You don't. Okay. okay. <clears throat> Uh, beards make guys more attractive. Okay. Here yes. We go. Here Let's we go. See. I'm gonna draw. I have to disagree. Oh, no. No. And and I have to agree, the man with the beard. Yeah. So just as you all know, I'm looking at Dash right now, and he he has a magnificent beard. Um, Unfortunately, I have to talk about how beards make guys more attractive. I have to disagree with that. 
Um, I will say that if you've got a nice jawline, right, mm. like a really sharp jawline, and you have one of those clefts in your chin, sometimes known as a butt chin, um, I feel like the beard maybe is not for you because mm. you've got you've got your own kind of chin action going on. Sure. And um, you want to show off that little cleft, right? So in that case, I would say the beard would look very strange on someone with mm. a cleft chin, especially how deep is that cleft, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Is the beard going in? How long of a beard are we talking about? And that brings me to my second point, which is some of the beards that we're seeing get a bit unruly. Mm-hmm. There has to be care. There, there has, has to be beard to be, care. Right. There has to be a commitment mm-hmm. to the beard mm-hmm. and a commitment to making it look nice. And I will say that if you're not going to do that, right. then you might as well just not have the beard um, because it will not make you more attractive. Right. Yeah. There does have to be care involved. Right. So I'm on the I'm on the pro side of beards making men more attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a gentleman who has had both a beard and not a beard, um, I can tell you with a hundred percent certainty that the beard makes me a hundred percent more attractive. Uh, I actually enjoy looking at myself in the mirror when I have a beard. Um, I little kids don't run away screaming from me when I have a beard. Um, it, it's just, I tend to get more dates when I have a beard. It's statistical, provable facts that, at least in my case, the beard makes you more attractive. Now, to your point, yes, there does need to be a level of care. There does need to be some trimming, some conditioning, beard oils, beard balms. You want to be taking care of it. Otherwise, it just becomes a, a big bushy mess on your it face. It becomes ZZ Top. Uh, right, right. ZZ Topish. Now, now you have known me for almost 10 years now, um, and I don't know if you remember this or not, but uh, I have a cleft chin, and uh, you probably just haven't seen it in so long that you forgot. Yeah. So... <laughs> I, I have not seen your chin in literal years. <laughs> So, yeah, whenever I shave down to, like, a mustache or whenever I shave my face entirely just for the fun of it, um, the cleft chin comes out. But uh, also, it makes me look like a 12-year-old. So, I prefer not to do it. To to my disagreement of beards making guys more attractive, uh, someone told me once that if a man has a beard, he's hiding something. Mm. So if you ascribe to that philosophy, I see how that would definitely make a man with a beard less attractive, right? You're like, what are you hiding? Do you got bad skin under there? Mm -hmm. Are you hiding from the law? Are we, uh, you know, do we have another family on a different coast? And on this coast, we have the beard and the other coast we don't. What are you hiding? Um, So in that scenario, that would definitely make... uh, a guy less attractive. You know, that's funny because they say that about politicians, right? And that, that's why when you see ma- male politicians, that's right. As opposed to regular politicians, male politicians tend to shave their face. That's uh, right. Clean shaven because they don't want it to seem like they're hiding something psychologically. Right. But if you go back down the line of presidents, most of the original ones had really thick, luxurious beards. Right. I don't know if they had beards, but there were some that had like 
solid like, facial hair yeah, situations right. happening, like a mutton chop yes. scenario, yes. or um, like some big old sideburns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, Roosevelt with the mustache. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, Abe Lincoln had the goatee going. Did he? Yeah. That was, he had a weak chin though, so oh, he had to cover well, it with a goatee. Didn't have a cleft. Didn't have up. a cleft. No, he had just... a, he had one of those like pushed back chins. So Got the, it. so the beard helped. Right. See, I like the beard because especially when I condition it and I like, like aim it downwards, it makes my face look pointier as opposed to round. Right. And I, you know, and I'm a big boy. So anything I can do to make my head look. Just slimmer than rounder beards and cargo shorts yeah and all day yeah beards and cargo shorts listen ladies if you're into beards and cargo shorts (laughs) have i got a proposition for you leave your phone number in our comment no don't do that so for the record for the record i i do like beards yeah ali is very pro beard i am pro beard I have had to argue the opposite of my actual opinion, I think, every single time. So let's do one more. Yeah, let's, let's do one see, more just maybe to make it I even. Can for once, argue. Um, B.O. is worse than bad breath. Oh. B.O. No, being I have to. It's my body you the odor. Card. So B.O. being body order is worse than bad breath. And I have to disagree. So okay. my position is that bad breath is worse than B.O. So. B.O. is worse than bad breath Mm -hmm. for the following reasons. One, if you've got rank breath, you can simply close your mouth Mm. and no one needs to know about it. Two, I feel like your nose is less accustomed to your own bad breath. So when you are rocking bad breath, you're likely to know Mm. because you grow used to your own stink. So if you're just in a constant state of stink, Mm -hmm. um your nose is going to become numb. I don't know. I've met some people with halitosis who didn't know they had halitosis and they were just, I'm sorry. It's my time. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, Are you reclaiming your time? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. And, um, bad breath. You can, I mean, you can cover it with some gum, Mm. right? You can bring some mouthwash. You can do a little toothbrush situation. Mm. I feel like that's, there are much more small items that you can carry with you and just like quickly pop into a restroom and kind of try to deal with it. Um, and if one doesn't work, we've got more, right? We can floss and brush and mm-hmm. mouthwash. But with BO, yeah, maybe you can toss on some more deodorant, but it's like putting perfume on a pig at that point. Yeah. Like, it's not actually covering it up, especially if it's like a scented deodorant. That sure. is just like, oh, it smells like flowers and BO. Right, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> Which is not great. It's like a pine tree. Yeah. Ambio. Right, exactly. Like a pine tree that just ran a marathon. Right. Like. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> I I smelled you coming first and now also I Old smell, spice. yeah. And now also it smells like flowers. Yeah. And there are no flowers in this room. Sure. Um, thus, my <laughs> strong opinion that BO is worse than bad breath. Also, I feel like bad breath is a one or two time situation. Mm. Like maybe you had some garlic or onions at lunch or whatever. Maybe. Whereas B.O. is like a linger. Like it's a life choice. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a life choice. You know, I, I gotta say, I think I'm going to play a wild card here and, and say that while I'm supposed to disagree, Ooh. I, I don't think I can. I really don't. First of all, and here's why. Here's why. 
I feel like bad breath because your breath is part of your body. It's part of body odor, right? So like anything you can do to try and avoid being next to someone with body odor, you can also do to somebody with bad breath, right? Somebody comes at you with body odor, the only escape is to walk away or try to get some distance between you. But the same is true of bad breath, right? Body odor stays for a while after you leave. Yeah. <laughs> if you're in a room with somebody with bad BO and they leave, you're still smelling that BO for a while. The breath is only there while they're like talking to you. Yeah. And I get that some people maybe didn't eat breakfast that morning. So, you know, their stomach's churning up some stuff and giving them bad breath or, you know, they don't know how to brush their tongue along with their teeth. So they still have bad breath when they talk to you. Um, but yeah, to me, to me, bad breath counts as bad B.O. There are so many parts of your so, body that can give off B.O. So are you saying I win? I'm saying you win this Great. one. Yeah, I'm saying yeah, I, that's what I like I'm saying I, I, I consent to your opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, let's be honest. We've all been a little bit funky from time, <laughs> yeah. from time to time. Right. right. I've had to share a car with you after we ran a race. That's, yeah. Uh, we've all been. Yeah. A little bit funktastic from time to time. Um, no shame if you've got <laughs> if you've got a bad breath scenario happening, a little BO. Um, I'm just going to give you some advice. Try to sort it out. Yeah. Just give it a try. Be aware of your surroundings just, and yourself. Be yeah, self-aware. Maybe give it a try. Let's not make it a, yeah. a life habit. Let's not make it a life choice. There's a wonderful episode of Adam Ruins Everything where he talks about how uh, body odor and halitosis are things that didn't exist and nobody cared about until deodorant companies were like we would like to sell some deodorant so let's tell people they stink yeah of course <laughs> of course yeah and it became a thing so that was uh that was i dissent yes uh, a game of supreme opinions and it's um sort of based on rbg that's right. This is by Buffalo Games and Puzzles. And uh, just so you know, if you're interested in this game, a portion of the proceeds of the game are donated to the ACLU. Oh. Yeah. That's cool. That is cool. You can buy a game, have a fun, weird conversation, <laughs> and support the ACLU. Yeah, and usually this, this game is for more people, so you can have these fun and wacky conversations. Then your friends can all vote. To uh, see who they agree yeah, with. We just made our own version. Yeah. Because we're only two. But right. I had a good time. I've never played this before. It yeah, was fun. I think so too. All right, everybody. That was Play Day with Dash and Allie. And uh, make sure you like and subscribe and all that good stuff. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. The podcast you just heard was recorded at Maverick Studios and edited by Dash Maverick. With your hosts, Allie Garcia and Dash Maverick. The preceding podcast was a production of Society Circus Players Improv Comedy. If you like what you heard today and you want to know more about our quality, clean comedy, check us out at scpimprov.com. And don't forget to follow us on your favorite social media. If life's a circus, we're, we're the, the clowns. clowns.